0: I'll be honest, Justin. I, I I just don't have an intro. I mean, like, we've we've gotten to the end of the year. What more? What more can can they ask of me to have something to say at the beginning of every single episode? I want to ask you. How are you? How are you? How was your holiday? Good. I know we talked about it a little bit, but like,
1: a holiday was fantastic, Peter. Um, I do have to say, uh, I want to, to 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 mention something that happened to me that I think was quite quite special. I was please i getting a lot of packages in the mail. And let's huh, just say the yeah. packages I've been getting in the mail have not been fun. Usually it's like I need to buy something for something. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I, I have a, a large hole in my shed. It's a metal shed. It's rusted hole. I needed to buy a piece of sheet metal to put in there, so I did on Amazon. Or my dryer vent is busted. I had to buy a new dryer vent cover to put on there. So I have a lot of projects that I've been, buy- that I've been purchasing. Sure. So I get this one package, and I literally said this it was a big package. I don't know if I was necessarily expecting a package, but I go to my wife and I was like, uh, you know, one of these days, I hope I just open a present, uh, one of these packages, and it be just something like that is like a gift for me, like a nice <laughs> gift. I literally sure. said that, yeah. and I open it up, and there are a ton, like a metric ton, of nerds clusters in it gummy clusters yeah, in it yeah and I, I gotta I, I gotta say I was a little confused <laughs> at first I was like did <laughs> uh, I accidentally order these by accident and then I look and I see oh Peter Spittech sent you mm-hmm, these and mm-hmm. I, I the the setup to getting that gift was just absolutely perfect because I literally was was commenting on how I never get anything fun in the That's mail so funny and then I got something fun in the mail and let me tell you those have gone over so well in the house during the holidays. Yeah.
0: To my understanding, you really like those. Oh. Is that right? Any yes, yeah, okay. I'm a
1: huge nerd nerd fan. I used to love Nerds Ropes. That was like one of my top candies. And then the clusters yeah. came out, and you got a better gummy to nerd ratio in the clusters. A and you can just go through those. Ugh, it's so good, so good.
0: Because you introduced those to me, and I'm a fan. And I also I said to myself because I, I was buying them. I, I'm, I was sitting next to Elaine on the couch, and I was like, "How many is?" it's funny you know what I mean? like how many is how many is how many is too many to the point where it's kind of funny and i settled on eight each so right, because yeah. like, it was like 16 yep. it was a it lot was 16. right it like, was,
1: yep 60 total um, um so they're they're a nice it, they're in our hallway so whenever i walk past them i just grab a couple and put them in my mouth i am going to gain weight in the next few days that's fine that's, yeah. it,
0: that's what it's about that's what the holidays are about
1: yeah we were watching a movie last night hot rod by the way, great movie and um i just ate a whole pack of them and i was like how bad are these for you and i looked on the They're back not good and it said 100 calories for a serving and i was like fuck yeah there are eight servings in yeah. one package of those so mm-hmm. um yeah. i did that and i am proud of that
0: i'm i'm so happy for you uh, um I've, I've been watching uh elena asked hey can we watch lord of the rings and i was like uh yes absolutely. yes yes, 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 sure. yes. yes. So we've been watching those, and um, I mean, similarly with me and like eggnog, uh, this, is, this is literally the last mug I can have of it, um, because now it is the 26th, and so it's going to be out of stores, and... Um, is that the
1: last of the, the fridge eggnog you have?
0: Yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. I've had a gallon of eggnog in the last week, which um, some would argue is too much. Um, I have truly felt... <laughs> unwell <laughs> <laughs> like what could it be like i don't know like, exactly like, what could that be but i mean i'm a dummy though and i like that's actually i'm legitimately i'm laying in bed i'm like why am i in like actual physical pain right now mm. not even thinking like well it could be the six mugs of just heavy cream <laughs> and sugar you've had like, i don't i don't think that was it um well, I'm I'm happy that you are enjoying the the gummy clusters. Are they living in like a like a a crystal dish? Oh yeah, in the we, we have
1: we have a really nice uh, Waterford jar. Oh um, yeah, I'm just gonna type in Waterford uh, candy Let's jar, here. Um, crystal jar for candy, um, and these are like really expensive. Yeah, yeah, look at that price. It's the Waterford Crystal Lismore biscuit barrel. Ooh. Um, Ooh. That it was a gift that was given to us for our wedding. And let me tell you, I am almost now that I'm looking at this price that I've never seen before, I'm almost afraid <laughs> to use it for something that I use as frequently
0: as these gummy clusters. Can I ask though, is this the first thing that's is this the first thing that sort of graced the uh the jar? Oh uh, no, we used to have just an obscene amount of
1: jelly beans in this jar. Like so much sure, sure. there there were the, the lid literally was poking up the top of it. So um, we've had we've had several things in it before, but these first in the new house, and I use these the most frequently because it's every time I pass it, I'm like, you know what, I could use right now a gummy cluster. I just pop one or two in my mouth.
0: Well, Justin, you know what I could use right now? What? what? <laughs> I was gonna say hitbox. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Hitbox. <laughs> everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 174 hey by the time you're listening to this uh no it won't never mind <laughs> i was gonna say it's gonna be the new year it's not no. <laughs> um, This is 27th on hitbox day this this week but then the week after that will be the new year uh hope you had a wonderful holiday if you are listening to this if you celebrated a holiday and if not just hope you're doing well <laughs> you know what i'm saying Uh, my name is Peter Hunsbadek, and joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host Justin Makovich. Justin, things are good? Good holiday? You said that, I think, at the top, but... Yeah,
1: great holiday. Um, we, we hosted for the first time, so, um, I was able to, uh, you know, show off some of my, um, slow cooker skills. We did a lot of that. Sure, sure. a lot, too much food. That was the one, if we're gonna have a knock on, on the holiday, we had way too much food in our house. Mm. Um... And not, not a terrible problem to have, though. No, no, because now we're... I mean, of all the problems you could. We're, huh? we're reaping the benefits of that now. Um, we did have a, a fresh uh, like apple pie. like a, It was a store-bought Ooh. one, but we had a fresh apple pie that my wife was given on her last day of school.
0: Was it a Costco one?
1: No, it was okay, a okay, Pete's...
0: Okay. Pete's Oh, yeah. also good. Pete's it's fresh market or whatever's yeah. called.
1: Pete's fresh market. So we had it and we didn't indulge in it until this morning. I had it put it, I like I had it. I was like, I'm going to for breakfast have pie mm. today. I've earned it. I really have.
0: Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Open
1: up the pie lid, take out a knife, turn around, a huge disc of mold in the center Eww. of the pie. Didn't even last. Today is Tuesday of recording this. Did not last Eww. four days. So it was the most disappointed I have been in quite some time.
0: Well, I'm, I'm truly sorry to hear that for you. It sounds like, that's, that sounds actually pretty gross. Yeah. Um, but, Justin, you know what doesn't sound gross? Video game news. <laughs> Here's a quick preview of what's coming up. Uh, believe it or not, it was actually kind of a busy week in games, um, which is great for everyone just before they took a break for the holiday. Um, but we got Insomniac gets hacked, Ubisoft almost gets hacked, and Bobby Kodak gets hacked um i'm just gonna read this as you've written it justin I like i'm just you know they, we, we get that the explicit tag you know what i mean I yeah know, we Papa might as well use I, it I, I, yeah specifically this
1: one? around bobby Kodak. bastard ba- Ooh, what's Ooh. worse to you bastard or fucked
0: um i think if someone said bastard in real life i would be like i would look i was like what
1: yeah. he's like <laughs> he's <laughs> like wearing a bowler cap and like a pinstripe yeah, suit you yeah. yeah, bastard
0: <laughs> it's it's either that or it's someone who's like trying really hard to like say like talk how they talk in anime because in anime they're like you bastard like, uh, there'd be a lot yeah, of that involved yeah, in it. like, it's like it's no no one says that man um, but yeah uh, here's another one piss so uh, saying <laughs> we don't have any games in the Metacritic roundup um, but we I'm totally it's the holidays, all right? We're, it's loose, okay? I miss Loosey telling goosey. you about our Discord. All right, you can join our Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can also support us on Patreon, if you so choose. Um, link to that is uh, also in the description of the episode, but you can find it at patreon.com slash hitboxpod, becoming a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like GKS, Jay Null, and Dave Parker. Um, If you can't support us there, it's all good. You can follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod, uh, where we tweet about things sometimes and share little clips of our episodes i think justin does a really good job on them i'm always delighted when i watch our little clips Aww. to see what clip he's chosen from the week hey i'm just being honest man it's a time of being thankful you know what i mean and i'm thankful that you do that and i'm thankful for you in general um you can follow us there Hitbox Pod, or rate us on your podcast player of choice again there's n- nothing in the metacritic roundup i don't think right like no I mean,
1: no there was like uh a- uh, I mean, we could, let's uh, see here, um, House Flipper 2, but that was a while ago, we didn't talk about that, um, I, yeah, I think I it was just... pretty, we got things, Trinity Fusion, this game? Yeah, nothing, yeah. Rough
0: Justice 84, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I mean, that's, what did it get? Um, Rough Justice 84 um got a 78 well that seems I've like truly, i've never seen this on the on the pc if there's
1: any game wait. that i wish got like an 84 it'd be that one because that would seem fitting
0: oh i see what you, yeah because of, of the justice name there. 84 got a although s- wait this says it released on march 13th what why is this in the new releases maybe it's on pc because, or ps5 or something like
1: that well i know we have a segment dedicated to metacritic but that website yeah. is speaking of things that need to get fucked
0: it's, it's, I listen, Metacritic, if you want to sponsor an episode, please do, but also, uh, may perhaps don't and use the money that you would spend, send to us to, uh, invest internally. To fix the website, please do yeah, it for us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing in the, in the, in the Metacritic roundup, but Justin, I, I know, I, I, see frequently that you've been playing Alan Wake too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting through it. Um, let's just say Alan Wake sections are 10 out of 10 awesome. Love them. Yep. The Saga Anderson segments are probably like an eight out of ten, leaning closer yeah. to a seven out of ten for me. Um, sure, okay. I feel like they just go on too long. They're not paced very well, and the amount of backtracking you have to do in those game in those in those segments is yeah. a little disappointing. Um, And it's just not fun to backtrack or explore. Like, I like the openness of it to a certain degree, but it's not cleverly designed with fun little, like, shortcuts to get through. Like, the Alan Wake sections is just the definition of perfect because you have this, like, open area that you get to go in, but it's not overly big, and each segment is, like, really smartly organized to get to the next set piece area that you're in. Sure. Um, And it's just goofy enough that the story is just literally goofy enough that it doesn't matter. But in the saga stuff, it's like it's still grounded in reality. So a lot of the logic of it is like not there for me in the same way that it is in the Alan Wake sections.
0: Yeah, because you can you can sort of like accept. Like if it's if there's a weird leap in logic in the Alan Wake stuff, it's like, well, because it's the dark place. Yeah. But whereas whereas saga, it's like, no, this is like we are. It is the real. Yeah, Yeah.
1: it's, it's hard to buy the metaphor for me. Um, but, uh, I basically got into, I rescued grandpa. I'll keep it as vague as possible is the last thing I did. So how close am I to you're getting there? Yeah. So I, I feel like the story is definitely culminating. Um, but yeah, again, I think the Alan Wake stuff, uh, far, outshines the previous game um in terms of like everything about it i love it and i do think the just the tone and the mood of the saga stuff is still better than the original game Um, yeah but i do feel like and i would never thought i would say this before the and i think i might have mentioned on a previous podcast the combat is actually more fun to me in the original game than it is in the new game
0: it's a little more flighty in this game yeah. for, for whatever reason like in the first one i think it's it's really really clear like when you have broken the shadow on an enemy like because they've got like the little like health bar like you know what i mean with, with like the glint of light that gets like smaller and smaller um which i think is a really good way of doing it whereas like in this game like you can you can catch an enemy sort of like halfway in yeah. the flashlight and, and it's unclear like if they if it's broken or not. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And like I feel like there's some in the in the saga stuff that don't actually start off with um like any of the darkness on them. You can just start shooting them right away. But again, yeah, it's not are. like it's not like super clear or consistent with what it wants. And by the time you get to the end of the Alan Wake, the original um, you have this like the, this tool of weapons and ways to get out of combat encounters and ways to win combat that I just think is so much more satisfying than the way that we progress in this Alan Wake two. Plus, like a lot of these major weapons are missable. Not that it necessarily matters, but like yep. it's not like they're like part of the gameplay. Like, now I've upgraded and and this is this the part where I'm getting the shotgun. I literally got through most of the Alan Wake section without the shotgun.
0: Well, you don't get it until the end. Like, until you get to the... uh, Uh, Ocean View Hotel.
1: Hotel. But that's not even the end, because that's the, I think, the second area. It's the train station, hotel, movie theater. Yeah. So you get it, like, the second one through. But you don't even need it, like, to get it. Like, it's just one of those things that's easy to miss. So I actually had to backtrack to get it. Um, But, like, I don't know.
0: It's... uh, I, I I think you're right, and I think you said this maybe last week or maybe the week before, but, like, I think it would have been really bold if they didn't even do combat. Yeah. Because it feels, it almost feels like it's, um, it, I I think it's okay, but I think it's the weakest part of the game. Yeah. Agreed. And, And, and like, especially like it would, it would be weird to do the same combat from control. Cause that is just like, you're just constantly just like firing off whatever, you know what I mean? And that just wouldn't fit for this sort of game. Um, but it is, it is kind of the worst part of the game in a way that like, seems like this could have been redone yeah. in a way that maybe made it more interesting or like um, like, yeah, what you're saying, like, or they could have even cut this out and, and figured out a new way to deal with this stuff, um, which I think would have been also cool. But I, guess I agree guess there,
1: there's sense. two parts that kind of, the, that I think give me the most tension when I'm playing the game. Um, one of them takes place in Alan Wake section. It's whenever you see those shadowy figures and you don't yep. know if it's an enemy or not i think that's really cool and i think that's really cool and i think that kind of can justify the combat to a certain degree like because without the fact that some of them could hurt you it takes away from the fear of is this thing just a shadow or is this thing going to attack me so i kind of appreciate that so i'll give it that if they're going to say the reason we had some combat in the alan wake section is because we want to make it more tense whenever you see these shadows fine whatever um, and then, in the saga section there's a there's a moment when you have to go in the basement and restart the power um, uh, in the senior home. That's good. and the reason I love that section is because they they are they are like hitting the music for this crescendo that I was the whole time in this basement expecting there to be a boss or a combat encounter, and there's nothing.
0: And there's just, there just isn't.
1: And then you get out of it after having just this, like, tense moment. And then you get upstairs and there's a couple people, like, out of the basement. But, like, the basement segment itself, I had all this tension because I figured it would be a combat section and it wasn't. So I think they do, like, justify the combat because of those moments. And those moments wouldn't be as special if it wasn't for that but i still think the combat could have been different somehow like you didn't have to kill everything you couldn't kill things when you're alan wake um when yeah. you're your saga there's a way that it's not so much about the killing of the stuff there it would be more about like just being defensive to like escape this stuff i don't know there could have been a way to make it more satisfying um to me but yeah it, it's still the weakest part overall that happens yeah. way too much specifically in the saga stuff every time you get to a boss fight i'm like fuck this
0: and that's the thing too it's like for me like hearing that you did all the alan wake stuff first and then the saga stuff second I'm like oh i don't know if you're like that and it's so <laughs>
1: repetitive it's so repetitive. yeah yeah
0: because because you pace it like how i paced it out is i would do like what felt like a chapter of saga is not I mean, you know they obviously have like bookends of like the chapters but like it would feel like okay i got done with one of the big objectives now i'm gonna switch back to alan you yep. know what i mean And so like it, you kind of pace yourself in in terms of like what you want to be doing um but uh yeah yeah that's that's a little rough um but if you if you did if you rescued Grandpa, I think that's the final area. Okay, that you get to ex- like explore and, and travel and do whatever. Um, and then I think you've got there's uh, uh, there are some there are some set piece sections that you've got, and then it's you're 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 making your way to the end as cool. perfect. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to finish it. I'm, I
1: I like it. I like where it's going for the most part. I am um, interested to see where it goes. Um, I do have to say there's a certain character who likes to pet a lot of uh, like deer or moose head statues throughout it. And mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty suspicious, if you ask me. Pretty I suspicious. Think,
0: I think it makes me ask, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. Wh- why? Hmm. Why are we allowed to do that? Um,
0: my, I think my favorite thing about the game, which, by the way, my brother got me the um, Old Gods of Asgard sound. The, the yeah. vinyl, vinyl yeah. greatest hits. Yeah. Um, for, for Christmas. But like my favorite thing about that game is that I just, it just all these scenes that you go, Hmm. Noted just weird. Um, and some of it gets answered directly. Some of it doesn't. Um, but I, I think that even the stuff that doesn't get answered specifically and directly, it makes me wonder, like it, it, it it to me adds to the mood and all adds to like some of the theories that you can have about different characters and whatever. Um, so I'll be curious to hear what your thoughts on it all are after uh, after it all wraps up. But yeah,
1: so far I'm enjoying it uh, thoroughly, which I have to admit I did not say about the original Alan Wake playing through it. I felt like I wanted sure. to get through Alan Wake, Alan Wake two. I feel like I want to get through to like hear the story and like see where the story is going and that kind of stuff because I'm like legitimately yeah.
0: interested in how the dots connect. Okay, cool. So uh, that's that's also good because like. I know that like you really like the story of control, right? Mm-hmm. Are you liking how that stuff has tied in with the Alan Wake stuff for this? I, I think if anything, it makes the control
1: stuff better because it makes that world seem even more real. Like I, there's there's a scene where like the the Federal Bureau of Control like kind of comes in. Like, literally to interrupt this investigation. And then it's yeah. like, but I'm the FBI. And it's like, oh really? Well, we're the Federal Bureau of Control. <laughs> and it's like, like out. Yeah. And it just, it just is like this, uh moment that just shows you that like, kind of like the power of this organization a little bit because i feel like in control a lot of the times you felt like the the federal bureau of control was like inept or stupid or whatever like that and they really didn't because it all went wrong it all yeah. went wrong in there but like knowing that they actually are this like powerful entity that is known in the government and is that is something that like can come like comes in and solves these problems all the time i thought was pretty interesting
0: um sure so yeah have I, you gotten sorry go, on. go you go ahead have you gotten more follow up on those characters yet on on the FBC investigation and everything? The they just came in with a helicopter at this point. Okay, I think that that'll you, you be will be in the yeah. next the section because I
1: literally like, stopped with Grandpa and I think there'll be another like t- uh, like uh, transition scene next that's yeah. coming up. But
0: because you learn more about them and and to your point is like what I really do like is obviously like the stuff that is going on in Cauldron Lake and whatever is like a big deal for them because like that's their job. But also like you do get this sort of sense that they're kind of like. This is also just like, it's our Job. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know a, another, what I mean. Like, another day. Like,
1: it's not weird. Like it's it's weird, but like it's another day. You guys don't understand what's right. happening. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, in a way that that I appreciate about control, uh, like it, it reminds me of like all of those documents you'd find with that's like all like uh ink, like blacked out. You know what I mean? About yeah. like the specific information. Which just like you know these things are crazy and wild and weird, but like isn't like that's just the job
1: yeah So what we do it's our it's our but, it's ah, our damn. dundler dundler mifflin dundler mifflin dundler Bumbler?
0: i've never watched it oh, okay dunder, yeah dunder mifflin dunder
1: mifflin okay yeah yeah
0: um gosh i do think like isn't it so cool though that it's like the ocean view hotel which is there's the ocean view motel in control and like all the doors with the spirals on them like the like the doors and the, it's
1: it just it good just com, it it really does a good job of what Control started. I think rather clumsily in terms of trying to tie Alan Wake to it. Um, this yes. does a much better job tying the worlds together in a way that I think makes Control better because of that. Just like what I, like I always say, like what what happened with Episode One, Two, and Three of Star Wars when like Clone Wars and stuff come out, it makes those better because of it. Those connections yeah. and stuff. I think Control is made better because of Alan Wake too.
0: And also, like, it's cool. I've seen everyone going back and playing Control now. Like, when you go and talk to the brother, have you seen this? Mm. The the brother just flat out talks about, like, the dark place. And there's a man in the dark place named Mr. Door who, like, it's just like, it totally directly connects to Alan Wake 2 in a way that like back when we were just playing control, we were like, that's weird yeah. and we moved on. You know what I mean? And then now, like, that's weird, but cool world building, I guess. And yeah. then now it's just like, oh, like all this stuff directly falls into place with that. But also to me in a way that doesn't feel cheap, like I feel like so much like now, like <sighs> I-, I don't want to be that guy who talks about like Marvel and like what it has done to the way that we view stories now. But like I do think that they're like because because I think that a lot of what Marvel did in the early days um, was really great with with doing this, handling this sort of stuff. Whereas like now it just I think is kind of bad <laughs> um, where it's just like directly references a thing, you know, or a thing that you can clearly tell is like, well, this is what they're going to do next in a way that doesn't feel earned or like well built or whatever. Whereas. Alan Wake 2 feels like it's doing that with control and then also feels like it's doing that for whatever they're going to do next um in a way that is like satisfying, in, in my opinion. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, I agree. I'm enjoying it a lot.
0: Good um, game. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I um playing a little bit more Baldur's Gate 3. Don't have much to say other than just like I completely missed um an area and <laughs> I was like, well, I'm going to go back down here in the, the first area I missed this whole thing. And now I'm doing that quest line. And it's, it's just like, these just unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and unfolds and gets bigger and bigger, and bigger. It's just, it's so cool. It's such a good,
1: game. I, I think I really have to go about this game, playing it as a character rather than just playing it. Like I'm going to be the good guy in this game. I got to play it. Like I got to, before I even get into it, I really have to decide what my character is going to be like. You're doing D and D and play it that way. Um, yeah. And I feel like I normally don't do that in a game because I want to play it Right. But like,
0: yes, it's it's most interesting when you do that, because then because it, it not only makes you do things that like you might not think that you personally would do, um, but also like to your point, like it lets like the game wants you to do multiple different things. And whereas like the moral choices or the choices in other games like tend to be like, well, you could do this, but like
1: don't the it's game really made to yeah be, like the story the, is this there's a bad ending and there might be in this game too who knows but like it's fucking dnd uh,
0: and to my understanding like the endings that are in the game like not only are there many because like different endings to different quests and stuff like that but also like the actual endings i also have heard that there are like a lot of those and, and that they're pretty satisfying um or like i looked up uh there was a boss that i totally missed not missed but i convinced all the people around him to kill him and then the the the, the his followers um, were then non hostile because I convinced them that it was a part of the ritual, <laughs> like that they were supposed to do that. And so, like, I, I could totally tell, like, oh, we're in a big boss arena. Like, and I was in this conversation. I tricked I tricked him into being like, yeah, I will let them experiment on me. And then, like, they killed him and then they just walked around doing their whole thing. So that's, like, okay, awesome. Cool. that's awesome. That's um, awesome. Yeah. But it, it, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if y- you could do it like that or you could do it you could convince him to kill them or you could, conv- you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like there's so many different ways for it to go. Um, that, yeah, I, th- I think having like a, a specific character is, is, um, the way to go for that in my opinion. But, um, I think that's all I've been playing. I mean, believe it or not, like even though it's been the holidays, I haven't had that much time for games. Um, I know. that's just how it always yeah, goes. Though.
1: I, I literally like re, uh, wired my entire basement with electricity and it took me forever to do that, because yeah, I'm living I in bet. a house that is um, <laughs> you know about 40 years old, and there's a lot of questionable things that were behind those walls. Um, so that was really a, a project I thought would, t- it takes about like five minutes to change out a normal outlet, maybe. Um, and like this one, every time I opened it up, I'm like, where the fuck is this cord going to? Like, what is this? I was sending pictures to my father-in-law and he like, he's like, I ah, never seen that before. Let me come over. And then he's like looking <laughs> at it and we're like sitting there like, and he's like, he's a mechanic. He understands this kind of stuff. So we're both sitting there like, I don't know. So it's been fun. It's that's my game. House wiring.
0: I, I'm so glad to hear that. I did actually, I played a bunch of Spider-Man too, the um ps2 version oh i think i talked about this last week um the video i was working on i it is out on youtube now uh is spider-man 2 better than spider-man 2 i I think it's worth a watch i had fun with it um and i did not expect people to get into just very heated arguments in the comments um oh is it (laughs) is it good um, engagement though uh yeah i mean I, i it's something i didn't even consider it's just like oh yeah like having an opinion based piece like this um, it's literally like just going to result in people being like, "No, Spider-Man Two is better." Um, the best comment though is by my my boss commented, um, "I'd argue that Spider-Man Two is the better game." <laughs>
1: uh, he gets, um, it. he, gets, it he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it.
0: But uh, yeah, if if you're interested in in talking about like old games being old and like design and and um, how how influence. I, I, like how an old game, even if it doesn't hold up great, how its influence can still show that it was ahead of its time. Um, I would, Hey, I, I'm going to just say, I would recommend my video. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I mean, I'm
1: looking at it right now. It looks pretty fly, my friend, but I have a question for you. Are two please. Spider-Men better than the second Spider-Man?
0: Are two Spider-Men better than the second Spider-Man? Uh, yes. Two Spider-Men is better than the second Spider-Man.
1: Got two. There two of them is better than one.
0: Correct. That is correct.
1: Yes. So um, Um, I'm glad we covered that. There you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I definitely I definitely touch on that. Um, (laughs) But just let's talk about the news. Ooh, Let's do Do it. it. (laughs) All right. The big one. Um, The insomniac leak slash hack. Um, This this was a is is was a pretty big deal. Um, Basically. Uh, If you are not familiar, Insomniac Games, creator of Spider-Man 2, Ratchet and Clank and and plenty of other uh, excellent titles, got hacked um, and was held ransom. The the information was held ransom for, I believe, two million, two million dollars, which Sony slash Insomniac did not pay the hackers. Um, And so the things that the the information that they uh, had taken was um, a a lot of stuff. It was like one point five, like terabytes of info, I think. And it consisted of things like um, early builds of the Wolverine game they're working on. Um, It had all sorts of financial reports and um, progress reports and future plans for um, what Insomniac is working on next. Along with um, a lot of truly, truly uh, uh, damaging information. Uh, about the people who work at Insomniac, things like social security numbers, credit card information, um, house addresses, like a whole lot of, of truly personal information that should have been secure and not released um, out there, got leaked and and, and, and posted on the Internet. Um, so I, I think does that cover I, this? This is such a big story that, that I like. I want to make sure that we're like breaking this down into two appropriate chunks does that cover it justin is that like the, yeah, the bulk of what that story is about I, the hack? I think
1: i think the hack itself that is a good summary of what happened um a lot of like the future of an insomniac plans have been released um a lot of budget information has been released and a lot of personal private information from the uh company employees have been released and sent out there um
0: and it was <laughs> ransom too like this sounds insane yeah. Yeah, for, for two million dollars, like uh, that is that is a significant um, crime, <laughs> and I, I, they're they're made their crime of hacking worse by <laughs> like holding them hostage. <laughs> yeah, because to my understanding, like I don't know, I I don't know how crime works, uh, like or how like, law works, but like like to me that, that means that like shouldn't we be able to identify who this was, <laughs> like who did it, if they were saying like you can you can Venmo me at you know whatever? Uh, I imagine that there are like. Uh, ways to get around that sort of like identification and whatever um, that they would use but uh we've not heard anything about anyone um being caught for this as of yet or anything like that but um yeah it, it's pretty sinister stuff to to leak that in the, the personal information especially is what i'm talking about like that stuff i think is is pretty um horrific uh and and that that is truly truly awful um for the people who um were made to feel unsafe because of this and, and that's not not good, but uh, Insomniac did respond. So the hack, I think, was on the twentieth. Is that right? Um, let's see here. Um, it's like right. It was like right, coming out right when we were recording last week. It was yeah. It was it was the day after, wasn't it? So the nineteenth, I think. Yeah. Um. So that was on the 19th and then on the 22nd insomniac officially um released a statement to twitter it says this an update regarding insomniac and wolverines in marvel's wolverine ps5 Thank you for the outpouring of compassion and unwavering support. It's deeply appreciated. We're both saddened and angered about the recent criminal cyber attack on our studio and the emotional toll it's taken on our dev team. We have focused inwardly for the last several days to support each other. We are aware that the stolen data includes personal information belonging to our employees, former employees, and independent contractors. It also includes early development details about Marvel's Wolverine for PS5. We continue working on it quickly. Uh, to determine what data was impacted this experience has been extremely distressing for us we want to everyone to enjoy the games we develop as intended and, all, uh, and and as our players deserve however like logan insomniac is resilient marvel's wolverine continues as planned the game is in early production and will no doubt greatly evolve throughout development as do all of our plans while we appreciate everyone's enthusiasm, we will share official information about Marvel's Wolverine when the time is right. On behalf of everyone at Insomniac Games, thank you for your ongoing support during this challenging time. So that was their statement. General thoughts on this. Justin, go.
1: Uh, Jesus. The statement uh,
0: and then also the, lo- the hack and everything else.
1: So, yeah, I mean, what is, what is Insomniac supposed to do? Like in, in a situation like this, like, I mean, they are, they were put in a situation that was unwinnable. You don't, pay them a ransom <laughs> like that's just not something you do yeah. um and to like reach out and be like acknowledging some of this stuff but also saying like our plans haven't changed this is what we're doing um i i, I think this is a good statement but like what el- what else can you do in a, in a situation like this it sucks yeah it, as a company it sucks and i know a lot of the times um, if you are talking about you know big business people look at businesses as like you know oh they're just trying to make as much money as possible but I do think Insomniac does have a lot of just goodwill towards it as a company in itself yeah I would agree um, and I think this is why it might feel a little bit different than other other leaks that are coming out because uh, it is Insomniac the people who brought us Spider-Man they made Spider-Man cool Ratchet and Clank we all love that game um, like I, I don't I don't think people, like, look at them as being this, like, predatory company. Um, and you look at any other of these big companies that get leaked, people are like, eh, you know, well, whatever. The big company gets what it deserves, right? Oh, Rockstar, let's leak all their information. They deserve it, that company. They make so much money and stuff, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think it just feels a little bit different. Um, it sucks. And the fact that it was releasing so many things about their future that I do feel a lot of sympathy, sympathy for this company moving forward.
0: Yeah. And I think like before we get into sort of the response that that's happened to this and, and some of the other details here, um, I think like I I would hope that it goes without saying, but obviously I want to clarify here. Like the hearts go out to the people affected by this, man. Like at the end of the day, like the video game stuff. Yeah. Like that sucks. Like to have your work, you know, shown before you're ready for it to to be seen and whatever, of course that's, that's awful and, and whatever. But like at the end of the day, the thing that I actually care about are like, the people who who were affected by this, having your, you know, your home address shared online like that's not cool. <laughs> you know, like that, that is not a good feeling. Right. Or like credit card or social security numbers or whatever. Like that stuff is like actually a big fucking deal. Um, and so like that is never something that that is good or, or, or something that like anyone should want. Right. Um but that that said, I, I do want to sort of switch into talking about the response that people have had to this leak, and I think you make a good point, right? Like, Insomniac is such a beloved developer that a lot of people were, um, I think, rightfully upset that this had happened, right? I, like, in, in general, I'm again, I'm I'm against suffering, <laughs> and I'm against you know people's work being shared and, and what, uh, whatever. What a tricky pedestal to stand on, there, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm really, you know, it's it's I'm really showing the kind of man I am here. Um, But I will also say this, I think that the response to this leak was um, made me feel like a crazy person because a lot of people, at least from my perspective, the majority of people were saying we will not and should not talk about the leak. We will not and should not report on the leak despite being um, a gaming news publication. We will not and should not talk about any of the information here. Full stop and to me i think that's weird i think that is not the way to handle things um there was a lot of um what i would uh uh (laughs) what i would generously call brain dead shithead takes (laughs) where where of just like people saying things like um Open critic who we use for our open critic uh, our, our uh, fantasy games um, tweeted out like the a screenshot of the SPJ's minimize harm ethos, which is like um, what you should be doing as a journalist uh, uh, in order to protect people and minimize the harm that that reporting can cause people. Right? Because like if you report on certain details of a person's life, you can hurt them. Right? Um, but guess what? Those that ethos. Uh, does not apply to companies, <laughs> everyone. I think you need to understand that the people that are harmed in this, the way that people were harmed with this, the way that human beings were harmed with this was by having their social security numbers leaked, not by having the video game they're working on leaked. Does that suck? I'm a creative person. You're a creative person. We create things, right? Does that suck? Yeah. Does that is that like going to impact like the safety of my like my life? No. It, it, or, or anyone's life? No, it is not. <laughs> so people like uh, they they also they they tweeted out uh, the, the tweet has been deleted since. Uh, but Open Critic basically said like um, by t- by talking about this leak, you are not only um, you know it, it endangering like the people who who are affected by this, but also um, like the the consumers' right to delight and surprise about video game announcements, which is just like hysterically like uh, like. Embarrassing to say, like, do I love seeing new video game releases? Yeah, um, but if those are ruined for me, like, I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like that. Just happens. It's just how life works. I don't know. It, did you catch any of this response? Did you catch any of like the way people were talking about this? Yeah, like I, I think I. Even,
1: like, before we started recording, I was, like, to you, I was, like, I want to talk about, like, what's been released. But, like, I didn't know if, like, you being in the in the industry, like, made you think any differently about this, like, talking about this stuff, too. Because as far as I'm concerned, the, the news comes in different waves about this. You have the news of the leak. You have what's released. Um, and then you have, like, the impact and fallout of all this stuff. Like, you cannot, if you are really talking about the news, you cannot ignore that kind of stuff.
0: Like, no. I, and, and, I, and not even 1%. And like, it makes me mad. It makes me so mad that you have journalists tweeting out here proudly saying we are not covering this news at our website. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you here? Like, like, I'm sorry. I'm, I ho- I'm not trying to offend you. I'm not trying to like do whatever. But what are, the fuck are you doing if you're not going to be talking about this now? Th- you Like, here's the thing. There is a way to talk about this that is up to the publication is up to the individual, right? Should you share the information of the people who were who were uh, harmed in this? Fuck no, but no one is and no one would, you know, and if they would, then they're not a good publication. People were upset with IGN for talking about this stuff. They're not sharing the information of the people. That's that would be that. Hey, that's a crime. (laughs) Hey, and, And linking to that information. Hey, guess what? That is a crime. IGN wouldn't fucking do that. (laughs) They wouldn't, right? Um, So, of course, you don't want to share that. Talking about the news of the, hey, there was a leak, you should talk about that, regardless of if you want to or not, because guess what, motherfucker? That's the news. (laughs) Now, it is up to the publication and the writer and whatever. It's up to their discretion to decide if they want to talk about the details of what's in the leak. There are some things that I think are newsworthy in the leak. There are some things that aren't. Do I think you need to, and this is my personal belief, right? So different publications can look at this differently. I personally don't think there's any merit in really showing or talking about the footage of Wolverine PS5 that got leaked. I don't, because it's not a finished game. There's nothing that it can tell us, really, because it's in development. And as we know, video games are like change all the time. And I mean, I've seen a handful of clips just from being on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's a third-person Wolverine action game. It looks unfinished, because it is, um, but I didn't learn anything that I didn't already know about this video game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then there's other details that I think are important, like the budgets of the, of these first-party Sony games. I think that's important, and I think that's worth talking about. The future plans for Insomniac. Is it a bummer to know that, hey, they're going to be working on this thing in the future, and that you're not going to get this cool surprise announcement? I guess, but like, uh, I I think it it is foolish for people to pretend like they don't know. Does that make sense? Am I, am I making sense here? You just can't ignore this kind of stuff. And I think like, all right, so let's go to
1: the last of us part two. Um, when they, when video of the plot and images of the plot and things that happened in the plot were released. Yes. Um, and then news outlets would report that information and make it a headline. The story is the leak. In the case yeah. of the actual like content of that leak and the spoilers to it, like you as the publication have to make a choice whether to explicitly talk about that kind of stuff and like the release or to say yeah. that there were leaks about this kind of stuff that's, that the, about the story that happened. But when it comes to something, I think, on the scale of this Insomniac thing, it's not like telling me the plot of Marvel's like like no. Wolverine. It is telling me information about it that is just like from a business perspective, things that are out there, timelines, dates, those kind of things. I, I don't think there is a moral high ground on, in this kind of situation for not reporting this kind of stuff.
0: I, no, and to, in my opinion, as a I went, hey, I went to school to be a journalist, y'all. You shouldn't be like. You shouldn't be able to be taking this moral stance of like, I'm not going to report on this, so I'm a good person. Then what the fuck are you doing? You're a journalist, yeah. (laughs) It's your job, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, if I may, there's a tweet that I I I think is is pretty excellent here. Um, and this comes from uh Geo, the the lead editor, the gaming editor at um Digital Trends. If you want, hey, if you want nuance, incredible takes about video games and the industry and and the way. Like, like again, nuanced takes on all of the things that are happening. At Mario Prime. Give him a follow. He's fantastic. Um, here's a tweet that he he had on, on the 19th. He said, There's nuance when it comes to the ethical way to deal with reporting on something like the Insomniac leak. But the idea that no one should report at all on a massive ransomware attack on a major gaming company is a pretty wild overcorrection. He follows up by saying, Another stray thought. I see people dragging sites like IGN for reporting the Insomniac roadmap part of the hack. I get the frayed nerves, but realistically, what are people supposed to do? Spend 10 years playing dumb and pretending to speculate at what a major studio is up to? And I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, truly, what are you expect? Like, we know what they're up to now. So now if you ask, like, hey, so, you know, what are we thinking that's coming for the PS5 or in five years? And they're like, what do we think is happening with the PS6? To be like, oh, I don't know. When we do know when we have at least an idea I think is is foolish and dumb and I think makes like game the gaming community look dumb right because we do know and this information yeah what was not gotten in an ethical way initially is out there and you cannot put that genie back in the bottle and now you have people who know and if you don't know and you're a journalist then you're bad at your job. I'm sorry you're bad at your job.
1: I mean I think uh, I think. How many people are saying this, like, like in terms of like big publications, like name names, if you if you feel comfortable
0: with it. Like, I mean, like, I don't. OK, then it goes there. I mean, like, like OK, um, GameSpot was the, the big one that, that I saw that that didn't. Uh, and then also at a certain point, I had to log off because I just couldn't fucking deal with the amount of absolutely brain dead takes on this whole situation. Um, but the, the the big one that specifically uh, irritated me was GameSpot as I would say one of the big three. um gaming news outlets to not cover that to not cover it in any capacity, I think is completely foolish. Um, and, and, dumb. and here's the other thing. Sorry to make this podcast just a platform for me to rant about this. Um, I get it. I also do get it. Um, I bet those people, those editors are friends with people who work at insomniac. Y- you run into each other at, you know, uh, gaming events and, and on Twitter and whatever you have relationships with these people because, um, also, you get PR press releases from them. You you get games from them, and Sony will not like it if you cover this information, because it is it is not in Sony's favor to cover this information. But guess what? I don't get paid by Sony. I'm not Sony PR. So and neither are they. And and so why should they care? Because actually, like like they're not. <laughs> they're they're journalists. They're not a part of protecting Sony's IP. They're not a part of that, that system at all. So it sucks because to me, it's just another reminder of the cog that is games journalism, that like the relationship that you have with PR is important. And if you um, endanger your relationship with PR from any company for doing your job, you can lose out on opportunities and miss out on different things that it just, it's, it's one of those um, irritating truths about the industry that that i think was was very was put on display last week
1: and like can you call yourself a journalist though if you don't report the truth because you're worried about how that nope. you know you, you're not a journalist if that's the case nope. um that's why it's so important when you know you hear people say like this game was provided by nintendo or provided by playstation to like hear those kind of things because even if the take is like a bad take you're still taking that under the context that this was something that the the company provided to these people you know what i mean that's still part of that equation me as the consumer of this content and information hearing this and thinking like well are they really telling the truth are they being persuaded by the truth like what like what like i think that stuff is such a fine area and if there is like the moral ground is to no matter what the truth is to share the truth (laughs) yes like that is the moral high ground to be
0: taking not to hide truth Except for Santa. So here's, except for Santa. And that's just the truth. That is. So here's here's um, a tweet from one Gita Jackson writes for Aftermath, incredible um, journalist-led, uh, uh, audience-supported website. Gita Jackson writes, sometimes I think, I, something I think about a lot. And, and this has resonated with me and stuck with me it, it, since, since they tweeted it. Something I think about a lot. Sometimes you can really tell who is in who in games journalism is a journalist with a specific interest in the games industry and surrounding culture, and who is here because they want to be a professional fan. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a professional fan or an influencer, but it's a different job than being a journalist, or a critic for that matter. I think it would be better for everyone if people in video game adjacent media decided what profession they're in. You really cannot be both the purpose of journalism and the purpose of influencers are completely at odds. And I think it's bad for both journalism and influencers that the line is so blurred. I've been, I've been like, I've been turning over my mind over and over and over again, talking about being a professional fan. And so many people that I respect and look up to behaved like children with this, with this leak prof- that are being trying to be professional fans I get that you have friends at this company and that it sucks for them, and I get that this doesn't look good for them, but it's your job to to report on this stuff.
1: <sighs> that's my soapbox. But I think that's a great way of saying it because so many people do get into this industry not going through the actual journalism route.
0: Nope. Um. And, and, and like, okay – uh, I, I, I talked, I was talking to Gio, the editor from digital Trends, and I'm not going to share our conversation here, but I, I talked about something here. Um, uh, let me see what I said. Um, I, I said this, I don't mean to be all, I went to college, but like I did go to school to be a journalist. And sometimes when I talk to my peers who didn't, I start to really see the gap in what I believe and what they do. And like, that's true. I, I did. I went to school because I wanted to be a journalist and I'm really interested in video games. And and that's where that comes from. And I also talked with him about being like, and, and I got a minor in film studies because I wanted to be able to talk about why Donkey Kong games are good. Like, <laughs> and it's a joke and it's silly. But at the end of the day, it's true. And I'm not trying to be classist. I'm not trying to say I have a degree and I'm better than you because you don't. But I am trying to say I know about ethics and journalism because <laughs> I went to school for it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, I, I know that, like, if you are listening to this and you are a games journalist who did not go to school for it, I'm, I, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to talk down to you. But I am trying to say, if you are on the side of we shouldn't talk about these insomniac leaks at all, I think you should reassess your relationship with insomniac games, with video games as a whole, and your career. That's my soapbox. And, and plus, I think
1: if you're standing on top of that, I think that professional fan versus journalist, there's nothing wrong with being a professional fan.
0: No, that's great. You can make I a career out of that. Fans. I
1: enjoy hearing professional fans. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a professional fan. But to me, that that specific language kind of completely, like, puts a word to, or puts words to, I don't want to say what is wrong with the video game industry, but it's, like, one of those things that I think happens too often with video games journalism in general. Yeah. It's, that, it's that blurred line between journalism and fandom. Um, but...
0: Like, and it made me feel like I was truly, truly losing my mind (laughs) because because also like, like it's disappointing when stuff like this happens, because to me, um, to me, when there are people who I respect that behave this way and act this way, it makes me, you know, like you reevaluate why you look up to someone, you know what I mean? And there are journalists in the games industry that I look up to that behaved poorly and, um, and Behaved like professional fans and it's disappointing because it's like one of those things where I'm like, Hey, I got into this because of you. (laughs) Like I do this because of you. And why are you like, why are you acting like you, like you care about this company over you over caring about the opinion? Like you are trying to win the favor of this company over the opinion and the truth that you need to give to your readers. That wasn't a great sentence that I just said out loud, but, no, but like, I think you understand what I'm trying to say, right? Like you care more about what this company thinks than about providing accurate information to your viewers and your readers. And that sucks. And that sucks. And that makes me like, not like you and not trust you. You know what I mean? Cause then I'm, I'm like, well, if you're not going to talk about this and what the fuck else aren't you going to talk about? And obviously like, there's not that many stories like this and, and whatever. And like, I'm, I'm turning, com- like I'm, I'm like feeding conspiratorial stuff in a way that I don't like, but like, it's frustrating for me, someone who cares about the truth and cares about whatever. And again, as we talked about it I don't know, a few minutes ago, like it's not like um, you don't need to share the specific information about certain things. You don't need to show specific information about certain things. You can if you want. It's it's the line that that we all sort of have to personally, you know, make and make that judgment call of. But like uh, it's foolish and in my opinion, wrong <laughs> To just not cover this outright.
1: This is news.
0: This is news. This is a, a not just news, doesn't This is a big fucking deal. So,
1: <laughs> do you know what we should do?
0: Let's talk about it. Let's talk about these
1: leaks. <laughs> Let's
0: get in here. <laughs> um, it, Hey, we're about to talk about the leaks. Um, I think you should, if you're listening to this and care about video game news, I think you should listen to this. I, I respect you. I respect your time. And I respect your opinion so I think you should I think you should listen because I respect you enough to talk about this and Justin respects you enough to talk about this but if you don't want to listen because you are a fan there's nothing wrong with being a fan and not being interested in this stuff I'll put a time code in the description if you don't want to hear this Um, but we're gonna talk about some of the some of the leaked information here um here we go (laughs) The I think the first thing that we should touch on here is sort of the timeline that we've um, we've now gotten here. Uh, This is from Insider Gaming. Um, The this is just uh, a few sentences here about what we can expect from the uh, future of Insomniac Games, Um, and it says this: the four other games mentioned here uh, have yet to be publicly announced. They include a Venom game scheduled for um, fiscal year 2025. Spider-Man 3 in fiscal year 2028 and a new Ratchet and Clank in fiscal year 2029 and an X-Men game in fiscal year 2030. So it seems like we can uh, expect a lot more Marvel stuff from Insomniac and um, a new Ratchet and Clank in about six years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's crazy How you feel by that.
1: Um, I, so my hearing this kind of stuff, I think one thing that I've always been really impressed, impressed by Insomniac by, uh, is how quickly, quickly they release triple A quality games. Um, and this to me seems to be a healthy, (laughs) um, uh, kind of like look at the future of it. It doesn't seem like there's too much happening too quickly. Um, the, you know something Spider-Man 2 for 2024 Wolverine 2026 it's not going to be a 2020 people were like saying it was a 2024 game
0: oh, that's that's wild no.
1: right like that's a wild thing to me but like it being 2026 i'm i'm upset it's 2026 that's a long time away but like that seems like a normal development schedule i think <laughs> um,
0: yeah for for w- waiting on um on wait 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 do we do we hear did we get Wolverine in 2026? Did I say that? Or did it was that somewhere else?
1: Wasn't is that not there? What did it say?
0: Um oh yeah, sorry. That that is in a se- I didn't read that here, but that is in a separate p- portion here. Not expecting until fiscal year 2026. Oh, okay, got um, it. Um Yeah, but but like you no, you're right. Like, of course, do I want to play that game now? I do. Um does twenty twenty six feel far away because it's currently twenty twenty-three? Yeah. Um, but we've only got what, four, five more days to twenty twenty-three, and then then that that seems like a pretty fucking fast turnaround. You know what I mean? Especially when considering, like... Yeah, like, you know... Miles Morales came out three years ago at this point.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Jesus time, man. What is it? I know, man. Jeez. But to have, like, a game, the quality of Spider-Man 2, coming out three years after Miles Morales, is nuts. Yeah. That's insane.
0: And, And... 2 years after Ratchet and Clank? Like nuts. Insane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I think the, I don't know. this is yeah, interesting I don't know to
1: me. Uh, what do you think of the of an X-Men game?
0: Um I I I think that could be cool. Yeah. I, like in general, like I think Insomniac does a good job with superheroes. Um I think that the thing that excites me most about that is that Insomniac knows how to use the tech of the PlayStation 5 and um there are some X-Men that I think could benefit off of that. Doesn't magic. She you, makes like portals and stuff mm-hmm. like I think that could be. I, I know that she, that was a big part of her like move set in uh, Midnight Suns. Like I think that could be kind of cool Um, to use some of that like Ratchet and Clank tech and, and stuff like that. Um, I would say if there's any studio that I think could could pr- provide like a really solid, really cool um, experience like that using the X-Men's variety of powers. I, I think that that's pretty sick.
1: Um, God, 2030, man. <laughs> that, yeah, that, 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 that makes me kind of like that hurts
0: a little bit. How old will I be in 2030? I'll be tw- 32 to 33. <laughs> I don't like that. I'm
1: not, I'm not, I'm not gonna tell <laughs> you how like old that. I'm gonna be, Peter. Um, but I no, I, don't I, w- like that. I will most likely have visited Japan by the time that fucking game comes out. If that, oh, yeah, 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 your, your, yeah. don't yeah. say that, don't say it out loud. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say it out loud. I'm not saying it's my 40th birthday. I'm not, why would I say that? Why would you say that? Right. Um, it's insane. Fucking insanity. Um, the, uh, just in general, I think one thing, I don't want to say this worries me per se. Um, but the fact that so much of their future and insomniac's future is centered around, uh, Marvel games.
0: Yeah, I don't love it to be, to be entirely honest with you. I don't love that. Yeah. Um, I, I like superheroes enough, but um, I don't want to only engage with superhero media. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And like... Because it's... A,
1: like, yeah, the, the company building IP, like that's the thing that's kind of scary too because, I mean, this is what happened with Telltale. Telltale does not have uh, original IP that they can go off of and they're kind of dependent on actually having the brand or whatever it is so now it's like insomniac they have ratchet and clank right the great awesome but everything else is marvel so that's a little worrisome to me i'm not a huge business person to understand that but i mean marvel is kind of like specifically spider-man not even x-men anymore like is x-men still with sony
0: X-Men was never Sony. X-Men was owned by Fox. Okay,
1: so then and Marvel And they're not anymore.
0: Marvel Disney Marvel now owns Right. So uh, X-Men Disney
1: again. Marvel is not even like Sony. Like Spider-Man kind of makes sense for me still.
0: Yeah, cuz Sony owns the Spider-Man, character. I think.
1: Yeah, so that makes sense yeah, right's to me, but the character. like now we're going into whole X-Men, Wolverine, like it just gets this like weird area that. I'm not really sure what the business implications are for that. Um but it makes it harder to see, like you know, you see Spider Man on the splash screen of all your um, like Sony first party characters. Can the X Men be marketed in the same way to be Sony first party? Is Insomniac going to only be making these games for
0: Sony? It's, see, that's a, that's another question, right? Is like I wonder. I mean, I, the, the, twenty thirty is so far away that so many different things uh, yeah, in this industry can change, right? Uh, like like think about like so much can change. Between now and then right in terms of exclusivity in the way that like Sony and and Microsoft specifically handle exclusivity, because we know that like, you know, Sony is is not necessarily leaning away from that, but willing to at least it seems embrace a little bit of non-exclusive stuff with from their first party studios with like Bungie, right? Destiny is obviously cross plat that's always been cross plat, but like Marathon is going to be cross platform, right? And that is being developed under Sony, I don't know if maybe, I don't know if Sony's like stoked about that or whatever, but like at the very least, it seems like they're open to that idea of, of launching things cross platform. And you know, how I think, and I'm not a, not a business person, so it's, you know, it's just speculation here, but like, you know, you can make a lot of money by allowing a lot more people to purchase your X-Men game. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know. Don't know. They're not doing that with, with Wolverine who is not, who is an X-Man and is not, um, owned by Sony. So I don't know.
1: Also, knowing seven years from now, or six years from now, is a really long time away in terms of, like, we're going to have another, probably another console generation, for sure, by 2030. We'll be in it yep. by 2030. Yep. And we know that Microsoft has been kind of moving away from, or trying to become, like, a place where you anywhere you play, you can play an Xbox game, instead of it just being, like, we're, we're an Xbox, we're going to sell Xboxes. Like, how can... the <laughs> how can you predict where the market is going to be in the future in that way? Like it is so crazy to know how much change we can have in six years in this industry.
0: Yeah. I I think it's like, what, like what is the PlayStation six going to even be like built to do? You know what I mean? Like, like I can't, like I'm not, I'm not a tech person. So like, I, I don't know what like is the up and coming like new stuff with, with like that sort of stuff. But like, What's the marketing buzz going to be for it? You know, like like you know, in six years or however, what what was it? Twenty twenty eight? Did they say? Did Phil Spencer say that he expects the new? You know, I'm saying when he was when he was under oath and all that stuff. Yeah, I
1: forget off the top of my head, but um, it was like around then, though.
0: But like, what is like what is the new tech going to be for that? We don't even we we can't even predict that because the you know technology like develops and grows so fast that like you know, obviously they're not working on this X-Men game. Yeah. He, I imagine it is written down somewhere. What's
1: that? Uh, Axios uh, said that he said in 2028. So you are correct in that.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so like, I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm agreeing with you. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's so far away. Um, and, and yeah, I do agree though too about like, I don't know if I'm in love with the idea of Insomniac being like shuttered to do that. Marvel games exclusively and one ratchet and clank on the side. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's man, a little
1: side piece. Uh, but you know what? Video games are like, I can only imagine they're going to, you know, keep being so cheap to make and it will be so easy to have these games out there. Right. And, Peter? and they
0: have been so cheap, you know, and the that's what's cheapest, crazy about it's Like yeah. they've been so cheap. So, um, from the insomniac leak, we or hack rather. We, uh, we did learn about some budgets of, of some other first party Sony games. Um, so I'm going to read these to you in the order in which they were released. Um, The Last of Us Part 2 cost $220 million to make. Spider Man Remastered cost $39 million to make. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, $81 million. Miles Morales, $156 million. God of War Ragnarok, around $200 million. And Spider Man 2 cost $315 million to make. Um, these budgets are wild. Like, like they are truly, truly wild. Um,. It, <sighs> It's the sort of thing where where it is is truly it, it's a little baffling to figure out, like, how much are we how much is too much for a game of cost to make? I know like Halo Infinite costs, what, five hundred million dollars, I think was it was the let's see here. Um, I don't know if we ever got a definitive answer to this, but I think the the budget that was going around for that game was five hundred million dollars, which I think is one of the most expensive games ever to, to create. Um. But like, Jesus Christ, do those numbers shock you at all, Justin?
1: Um, no, I think it makes sense. I mean, the games you listed are all fucking bangers.
0: I would, I would agree. Um, But I guess my question is like, do you, does the, like, to me, there is a very, very, very drastic difference between Ratchet and Clank costing 81 million and like Spider-Man Miles Morales costing 156 million dollars. And Spider-Man Two costing three hundred fifteen million dollars, like I, I think that I think that like that you know thirty nine million for Spider-Man Remastered to that one hundred fifty six for Spider-Man Miles Morales. To me, those numbers make a little bit more sense and and feel a little bit more uh, reasonable. I guess I would say in terms of um, in terms of development costs and, and what you can then expect uh, uh, from the, those games to, to like to deliver. But then when you get to three hundred fifteen million dollars, like. That is a significant amount of money to put into this video game. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: I mean, I, I think it's a lot of money, but like I, I feel and I, I guess it's hard for me to like quantify like how the money shows itself. Um, Miles Morales is not I wouldn't say it's a budget game, but it was a smaller chunk of a game compared to Spider-Man 2. It's, yeah. it's not even half the size if you do 100 percent it. Um, yeah. The remaster remastering. Spider-Man. It's
0: already built on top of
1: that yeah. first game. Yeah. Cost 40 million to do that. Um and then Spider-Man 2 is like the full like, you know, AAA $70 release of a game. Um mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily think that a $300,000 video game thing when I hear that, I'm not shocked by it cuz I generally think the quality of that game is pretty high quality. Not saying it's like the best game of the year, but like I think there's a reason why I like Sony first-party games so much, um, and I think a lot of that has to do. Unfortunately, with saying this, it's the kind of money that they put into these games to release sure. quality products. Um, that's not a cheap thing to do. Releasing an Uncharted Four is not a cheap endeavor. Releasing a Last of Us Part Two is not a cheap endeavor. Uh, a Spider-Man Two game is not something that is cheap. Um, and I, you know, I those numbers are unfortunately not a surprising number are they high absolutely i think they're high um did mm-hmm. this did this leak tell you how they broke down that budget where they put that money how much of it was in technology how much it was in staffing how much is it in salaries how much it was in so many different things that that i wonder where that money is actually like put out to but i guess the question is is spider-man 2 drastically better than last of us part two it is not
0: nope Nope. And, is and it also
1: like a hundred thousand a hundred million dollars better than last of us part two absolutely no. not
0: well right and and i guess i guess like shockingly like i don't know if i'm shocked necessarily or, or, or surprised i guess it just like to me like the, the part that is is so hard to believe is for me that like sony would be doing this and for them to like think that it's sustainable in any way right like Is it, can you sustain, can you continue to make games at that price for now and forever? And I assume only getting bigger as projects get bigger and stuff like that and take longer to develop. No, right? Like you, it just, you can't continue to do that and then not worry about laying people off or, or, or whatever. Because also like something that I think is interesting and worth pointing out, like, you know, not every single person who's involved in game dev is like, needs to be hands on at every single point in the project, right? When you're like 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 what I'm trying to say is like when you're writing the story of the game, what are the people who design the cinematics doing? You know what I'm saying? Like like truly like what like actually what are they doing? And and I think a lot of companies would see that and go like, "Oh, we don't need these people for 2 years." Okay, well, let's fire that team, you know, or re- or move them elsewhere and then and, and re- reallocate funds from them. And do something else, right? And is is that wrong? Like, I think firing people who have a job is is not ideal. Is is allocating them elsewhere wrong? No, not necessarily. But, like, my question is, like, how do you continue to do that and not have to be worried about, like, and, and and try and keep people on board and not have them worry about what they their job security or or things like that. Does that make sense? Does it, that, does that it, like it does anxiety make sense to you? But I don't think
1: that's a Sony problem because I feel like Sony no no, no, no.
0: games industry yeah yeah because I think I think I
1: think it is a bigger problem because Sony is always going to have the not maybe always but it's going to have ability to overpay people in order to do a job for contractors if they do overpay it to put more money and resources into a game to release another fuck fucking spider-man game in two years and things like that yeah they have the resources to do that they have the infrastructure to do that they have the infrastructure to take your um uh, people who do the cutscenes and move them to a different project within insomniac or within somewhere else in sony like they have that ability i think the problem is when this is the expectation for a game that's a quality game For a lot of people, right? Yes. When that is the expectation, other people are not able to do that. Smaller companies are not able to hit that type of quality and to hit those types of releases. Um, and we already have this world where I think that you, you, you lost your like double a games, like double a games really aren't that huge a thing anymore. Are they?
0: No, where did I, I think they Sony said something? I don't have the information the the quote here, but I, so, I, so please understand that this is com- not a complete information. I also don't know where this came from. So, like, maybe they didn't say this, but I thought that I read somewhere that Sony had said from these internal documents that if a game, it does not have a budget of at least one hundred and fifty million dollars. It is not considered triple A by Sony anymore, mm. which is significant. Um, Ghost of Tsushima costs 60 million dollars to make. And apparently it cost, it. it uh, earned $397 million off of $60 million. And that is a game that I would say is of at least the same, similar quality to Spider-Man 2, right? Like like maybe the, the tech is different, sure. You know what I mean? Like there are, there are differences there for sure. Um, but like, I, I guess like in terms of like that bang for your buck sort of thing, I just don't, <laughs> I, I just don't know where, How you, I don't know at what point these companies need to draw the line, right, between saying, like, we should invest this much money into making our game and we can make this much money off of it. Um, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I don't, I still don't think that's a Sony problem, per se. No, no, no. This is just, this is just information coming out right now because we have the numbers from Sony. Because I think, like,
1: I, I think, like, Sony is a company that is built. It's what Sony is, is built a lot on these games. Yep. Like their identity is putting 150 million into a game and giving you a good game. Sure. Um, and I think like when people constantly look at, at Microsoft, Microsoft at, and Xbox specifically, their their game division is profitable. Right? They, they're, they're like, it, I would say the Xbox sales are booming, but when you're comparing it next to Sony, it's like kind of apples and oranges. We always talked about how they're doing different things. Microsoft yeah. wants to make it as easy as possible for you to be a gamer, while Sony wants you to have high quality games. That's their model. So they're going to keep, as long as they keep becoming affordable, they're going to keep, uh, or, or profitable, they're going to keep putting money into these games because this is what Sony is known for. I'm interested to see how sustainable this is for Sony. Cause I know it's not sustainable for other companies. Yeah. Um, were, were you talking about how so Spider-Man two Spider-Man two sales numbers? What do we know about those?
0: Um, we have some of them people were saying, and, and this may or may not be true at this point. Um, but people were saying that, you know, Spider-Man two didn't break. E- has not broken even yet. Um, which is, is kind of wild for a, for a character like Spider-Man who is, probably one of the most popular fictional characters of all time right like just just in terms of like brand recognition and and all that sort of stuff like if it has not broken even yet like i think that's important context to to this sort of game because games make a lot of money right when they come out i mean you think about like remember cyberpunk like broke even the day it came out or maybe the second day or something like that maybe the first weekend um not not that i don't i don't think that necessarily matters in terms of like like, I don't care, <laughs> you know, like like if a game makes money, it's not doesn't really matter to me. But I think it is important to know um, something else to, to look at here is um, this is a tweet from Chris Wolfhart. I have no idea who this person is. Um, uh, they, uh, they, they've written for Forbes a little bit, whatever. Um, they say that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart needed more copies to, to sold to break even than Breath of the Wild did. Now, that might not entirely be true. It's unclear as to how many copies Breath of the Wild actually needed to sell in order to break even. It was claimed that it was $2 million, but there's not a lot of information to back that up. But like, can you imagine a, w- a world where Ratchet & Clank sells better than Breath of the Wild? I really can't. I don't think we're living in it, you know?
1: Um, well, I think, I think that kind of answered our previous question about why would Insomniac be leaning into the Marvel side of things? Because those things... I guess so. Yeah make more money, get more clicks, people care about more than Ratchet & Clank, I think. Ratchet & Clank, quality game, my game of the year with well, the year it came out, but, like...
0: It's not, not a bad game, but just, like, yeah. is it gonna have... Do, is it gonna do Spider-Man numbers? No. No. X-Men numbers? No. No.
1: But um, will X-Men have Spider-Man numbers? I still think X-Men is more divisive than Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, like... Recent memory of X Men is, I would say, not at an all time high <laughs> with with those movies that the reboot movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. Future Class was pretty good, but like Days of Future Past was also pretty good. But um, yeah, like like I wouldn't say that those are like that X Men is this beloved IP in the world right now. You know,
1: but um, I I do guarantee that the second Sony stops making money on these games is the second we stop seeing these budgets from Sony.
0: Yeah, I I would I would agree you know, with you
1: because I think it's the companies that are the ones that are going to stop things when they're not making money. Um I mean us as consumers like we buy what we want, we do whatever and if it that'll help them, but I think Sony's budgets are keep going to like getting higher and higher until that's not sustainable for them anymore. Um Yeah. But when you're looking at 2023, probably one of the worst years in video games in terms of being a worker in the video game industry. Uh, I I do worry about where that's going to go and what happens when all these other companies can't afford to stay up. What happens to video games? And I don't know.
0: And and, I mean, we do not know 100% if this is true or not because this is like from the leaks and everything. But... um, this is a tweet from Ethan Gatch. He's a senior reporter. Kotaku who says Kotaku reported on files from the Insomniac hack pointing to as many as 50 to 75 layoffs at the Spider-Man 2 studio as Sony cuts back. Now Bloomberg Bloomberg reports that Insomniac scheduled a meeting for Thursday to discuss potential layoffs before canceling it until after the holidays. So, I mean, like, from all of this, Sony still might lay off people at Insomniac. Like, Jeez, and maybe and maybe simply rescheduled this because of the hack and because of of trying to figure out what to do about all that, but like, damn dog.
1: Unionize. Unionize. Yeah, I think I think that might
0: be a good idea. Well, but I mean, um, I mean, if
1: each if each division of like a video game like of the, of the development had its own union, uh, I think that would protect everyone in a way that yes. is the best and. I mean that that will impact video games significantly and mostly in terms of price. Get ready for your $120 Spider-Man 3. But
0: but like gosh, I I I don't know, man. It's layered, it's just, man. Yeah, this whole thing is just is a lot. Um I don't know enough about business to confidently talk about a lot of that stuff, so I apologize if I sound like a buffoon talking about the numbers of this sort of thing. It's just not where I am the most knowledgeable, but like I think that's it, right? Is there anything else to this leak that's worth talking about?
1: Uh, I mean, there's a lot, it, 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 huge leak, a lot of stuff going on. I'm worried about the future of video games and like how much they are going to cost to make and how much they're going to cost to buy. I think 2023 is really that year that is making me more and more worried about this, and I think these Insomniac leaks do nothing to assuage my fears.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And, um, people are saying, you know, GTA is about to be the, <laughs> the first hundred dollar game and then everything, every other studio is going to follow suit. I don't think that's okay. I I'm actually not going to say that because I don't want to, I'm going to knock on wood, but more leaks, Justin. Oh, or maybe, maybe not leaks. Um, apparently Ubisoft, um, was potentially, uh, uh had a data breach, but, um, they, it doesn't seem like they lost anything it seems like this is a uh, article from the economic Times boop, 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 uh, boop, 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 boop. I think this is the India branch of it um, this says um, hackers attempted to snatch 900 gigabytes from Ubisoft servers but the French studio security team rebuffed the breach on Thursday according to malware information website VX underground Um so Ubisoft spoke about, out about this by saying that, like, you know, they are aware of of the the breach and that um, they're investigating it. But it doesn't seem like anything um, truly, truly got out there. But it's just it's, it's just wild. Like. It feels like every month or so we get a, a new significant data breach from from different places. And, and
1: I don't know, it's it's weird. Um, one of my, uh, family members had worked in tech his whole career and he's retired and loving it. He's literally living out in the, in the forest with like barely any internet, um, living his best life. life. But he was talking a lot about how, as technology gets further and further, like advanced, the internet itself is something that wasn't meant to be secure. Um, and like, we're kind of in this point where we can't just like redesign the internet, (laughs) <laughs> like like we're we're in a spot where these kind of breaches are going to continue to happen and um these two factor authentications that we all roll our eyes at is kind of like at least the way for people to try to fight back from them but you have you know the second phishing attempts get a spell checker is the second i become more easily fooled by these phishing yeah. attempts yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, maybe spell Microsoft correct. If you are trying to get my information through a phishing attempt, uh, that would help probably, but I don't know. It's just one of those things that this stuff is going to keep happening. It's not going to stop. I don't know how to, to, you know, necessarily deal with this kind of stuff, but yay for Ubisoft for being able to thwart this attempt. Good for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, like I really just worry about like, the people's information that gets stolen. I mean, do you remember when Capcom had, had a leak pretty much of the same size as insomniac and, and like all sorts of people's information and stuff got stolen. And like this, that was bad, you know, that, like, that's just like, that is the actually, like, of course, like for companies, it's bad news to have your IP leaked and, and to have like, um, footage of your game or like even playable builds of your game. apparently you can play Wolverine. Uh, hey, don't do that. Hey, um, <laughs> your computers talk to each other. And if you open that up, <laughs> your computer is going to talk to other computers and be like, I played this and you're going to fucking get sued. Um, but like, it, it's just so wild that like this happens so frequently, you know what I mean? And I just, I worry about the, the developers who have, or, or even like contractors or, or, um, you know, I think with Capcom, wasn't it people who like, if you were part of Capcom net or whatever, their like login stuff is like your information was potentially at risk. Like, it, that's that's the worrisome stuff to me in, in, in my opinion but that's just my opinion gotta love it speaking of hackers um <laughs> the whole this is a hacker hacker episode um so the the hacker slash leaker um who leaked the grand theft auto um Six footage was that is that the footage from um, last summer or is that the the trailer that leaked early? Do we know?
1: Uh, I believe it was last summer. The trailer that like this case has been going on for a while.
0: Yes. OK, this was um, turns out the the person who was behind it um, is an 18 year old kid from England, I believe, or London to be more specific um, named. Uh, let's see. I don't maybe. They, oh, yeah. Uh, his name is uh, a- Arian Kurtage. Um, and he has been placed in um, a secure hospital where he seems to have been sentenced um, for life because he is um, been deemed unfit to stand trial and that he is a danger to himself and others um, if he is to remain out and about. Um, I also think that from this information we got that he hacked Rockstar using an Amazon fire stick in a a. a, a phone and like a tv in a hotel or something like that so which is just truly wild it, but yeah it, he
1: was literally um uh out on bail like uh, like he was basically being surveyed by police in a hotel uh, after being arrested and on trial for nvidia leaks and then while he was being under police custody in this hotel he found a way to hack to get the GTA <laughs> leaks. <laughs> like yeah. it's like a truly insane story. Um, and basically he, he's, he was, he was fighting and basically saying like, the second I get out, I'm going to hack again. Like that's like literally what he's going to do. Like that's, yes. that's why it's kind of like this life in prison under, um, you know, kind of like a, a like a hospital cause he was unfit to stand trial. Um, I, I mean, this is just a, a, a kind of an insane story when you really think about it.
0: Yeah, and and, you know, like uh, to me, it's sad. Yeah, like, like uh, I, I think having—I don't think people should go to prison for life, for the most part. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm pretty, pretty against that in principle. Um, but like, uh, you know, I do take a little bit of comfort—comfort, I guess—is the wrong word. But like, knowing that he's not in prison. Like a lot of people were saying like sort of wrongly reporting that he's in prison for life. He's not, you know, he's, he's in this, um, how would you, a ho- secure hospital, you know, for, for his mental health and, and for, for his, um, I would say mental issues, right. Uh, which, which I would hope is a good place for someone like him who is able to get the help he needs if he is truly feeling like he's only going to be doing this for the rest of his life, you know what I mean? In terms of like hacking different companies and stuff like that. Um but wild, right? Like I, I guess I don't know I have much to say about this. Do you do you? Uh, do you have so, any thoughts on this? so are
1: you under the camp that Batman should like not put prisoners in Arkham Asylum? Like, um, like how should he deal with that?
0: Well. I think that gets to the issue that um DC comics and most of superheroes have with understanding how why crime happens and what crime is about. Um the Joker is in the, at least in the movie is just a crazy guy who wants to to kill people and and watch the world burn, Master Bruce. That was a horrific horrific impression. <laughs> like um, I've heard a lot of those before, but that was probably my favorite. Uh Ma- Master Bruce, that, that's a little bit better. <laughs>
1: Ma- Not good, but... Master Bruce, thank you. He wants to watch the world gets- burn. Is that good?
0: Oh, there's press-ups and you can't even lift this burning log, Master Bruce. That's from the first one. Um <laughs> <laughs> Arrgh! Arrgh! He wants to watch the world burn, matey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think that's right. Got, Got it. it. Got it. Um, yeah, I, I, like like the Joker is, or like, like a lot of super superhero villains are like, They're just bad guys because they want to be bad guys. And like, that's not how 90, that's not why 99% of people commit crimes. Most people commit crimes because of a lack of, um, something. And usually it is social issues, right? Lack of housing, lack of medicine, you know, like, like healthcare, lack of food, right? Like people steal diapers and that is a crime because they're stealing from you know a, a Walgreens or whatever, because they need to take care of their child. That is a societal failure. That is not a failure of that person. They're not stealing diapers because they love stealing diapers. They're trying to take care of their child, right? But the fact that they don't have that childcare care support um, is a failing of our society. People people deal drugs and and get involved with gangs and stuff because they are looking for um, community and support and safety, right? That's not because they want to be the Joker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do I think Batman should be sending all those people there? Um, maybe the the ringleaders, because they seem like they are obsessed with doing crime because they love crime. Um, but the guys who go, it's the Bat! Um, and then go to fight him, uh, they probably got very unlucky and dealt a bad hand. That was a great, great little soap. That was a good soapbox, too, that you
1: stood up on. That was a good, good kind of Thank like you. summary of everything. Um, kind of bouncing off that, I think uh marvel spider-man does actually spider-man 2 does a good job about talking about um like getting away from your past and like absolving your crimes and like not necessarily like forgiving people or forgetting what people did but um i do think they tackle that in a pretty good way
0: i think spider-man 2 uh highlights one of spider-man's greatest superpowers which is compassion yep and the fact that he genuinely cares about the people who he is fighting against I I think there's that good scene with Tombstone when he saves him, him and Harry save him from that thing. When he's, he I don't remember what he says, but Tombstone is like something like, "Well, would you save me?" And he's like, "Oh, because like, just a guy, man, you know." Um, And I also think it is interesting because Batman is an arm of the police, by the way, um, (laughs) who who themselves are an extension of white supremacy from from a era that of humanity that should burn. Um, Spider Man Two, I think, does address at least, maybe not address, but like. has him move away from directly helping cops all the time in that first game Like a lot of those side missions are like the cops are here yeah, Spider-man give me a donut and help me out here, right? Yeah, right like thanks spider-man. Here's a gun or whatever they do I don't remember Um <laughs> Maybe nah, that's a different game cool. Um But uh in this game, they're just not in there at all. He's helping firefighters and whatever uh, <laughs> You know what I mean? And I think that's an interesting thing because uh like I said, I think I think superheroes um for the most part fundamentally misunderstand why people do crimes and um it was cool to see perhaps a little bit more of that social shift with spider-man 2 bobby Kodak, you know him we sort of infamously know him um his last day is i believe friday of this week his last day as ceo of activision um or activision blizzard rather he is um he is is he stepping down? Is that the way to say it or just moving on uh, after after leading the company for 32 full years? Um, he is walking away from the company uh, and and says, I mean, it's, Microsoft has said there's been like an amicable parting with him. Right. Um, but he's he's out and I think making what, like three hundred million dollars, something like that, which is just just a nice little one. One Spider-Man. Uh, okay, maybe not three hundred million. Uh, at, le- at least fifteen million, according to financial documents. But that number, quote, likely leaves out Kodak's extensive shares in the company. That is from Polygon.com. What do you think? Um, as
1: a businessman, he made he made people a lot of money. Sure, as a as a <laughs> as a human being and a leader of men. Mm-hmm. I would not Mm -hmm. consider him to be a good person. And I think the people under him are in for a better future without him there.
0: Cause I would even argue potentially that, um, as a businessman, he made people money. Sure. But was he a good businessman? I don't think so. I I, like in terms of like making money. Sure. But I think that's one aspect of business, right? I think it is widely known that he's a piece of shit. Um, and, and I think when people think about playing Activision, Blizzard games, um, they think about him and I think that that is a complicated relationship that he personally has had a hand in um, uh, developing at that studio and along with the, stu- you know, the the com- company cultures in that studio. Um, at the end of the day, does that matter? Is that going to impact sales and games? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I imagine those games are selling quite well still. But um, th- does that make you think Does that would you say that that's a, a decent read on that, though? I think business is more complicated than that because ultimately
1: business is about what makes your money. Like that's what people yeah, look at. That's fair. Um, and too often I think the problem with business is when they take the human aspect out of a business and what it takes to be a good business. And I think that's what happened to this company. They took mm-hmm. what is going to make money. Hey, we could have all these great companies working on a ton of games, or we can put all these companies working on call of duty because yeah. people are going to buy call of duty and the activision arm of activision blizzard i'm um, mm-hmm. literally has become the call of duty machine that is what they put their money and resources in and it doesn't matter because even if those games are shitty the business cycle is working and people are still buying and people are still playing and it's still one of the most successful games but did you actually hear that in the u.s call of duty for the first time in quite some time is not probably going to be the best-selling game of the year
0: uh, this year it's going to be uh, Hogwarts
1: Hogwarts Legacy so another yeah. another great property taking the top um, but I, I, I find that to be uh, kind of shocking that like still Call of Duty is making money no matter what kind of game it is no matter what and I actually think the fact that Hogwarts Legacy is, is more about Hogwarts and Harry Potter rather than it being that this recent Call of Duty game sucked
0: yeah right it's not because um it's not it's not because call of duty sucked. it's because harry potter is so popular right is that what you're saying yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, and i agree right like that i think that makes a lot of sense it's so wild because i mean it might just be because my like my friend like the people who i'm friends with who play games like are not like just like exclusively call of duty people but like i truly have not seen anyone talk about call of duty modern warfare 3 Like, like really at all, Um, which I guess is maybe not all that surprising, but I don't know. To me, it's surprising um, just because like these games sell a fuck ton every single year. And I feel like I saw a lot of people, even even though it was mostly disappointment with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 last year. um, Like, I still think it's like at least that's people still talking about it. People played it at least Whereas, like, I just haven't heard anyone talk about this game.
1: Crazy. It's insane. You know what? But anyway, uh, Bobby, I'm glad you're gone. And I yeah. really hope that uh, Phil Spencer and company come in and make Activision Blizzard an amazing place to work for.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping so like, like I, I really am truly hoping that those people are able to uh, improve their quality of life and quality of like work life and, and all that sort of stuff. Cause if, um, if
1: cause if their quality of life is better, that only means that we're going to get better games.
0: Yeah, and and we we can rest easy at night knowing that people are not being horrifically abused. Um, The games is good, too. Uh, (laughs) I'm a dick. I'm sorry. Um, Hey, man, uh, I hope the door hits you on the way out. Bobby Kodak. Kodak. I never properly learned how to say it, but I don't care. Uh, (laughs) I heard his middle name is Dildo. I haven't done any research on that, but (laughs) (laughs) could be what it is. Hey. Thank you so much for listening to this very special holiday episode. The final episode of Hitbox for 2023. Um, I think next week we're doing Game of the Year. I think that's what that is.
1: My Game of the Year is, everyone's saying on the count of three, one, One, two, two, three, Atomic Heart. The Medium. Oh, Oh,
0: interesting. Wow, okay. Um, Game of
1: the Year, best game i I played in a long time. In a a year of bangers, Atomic Heart was really the best game. Did that
0: come out this year?
1: I think, I hope.
0: I'm Googling it, and it did. February, of <laughs> it 2023. did. Yes, oh, the first game I played this year was uh, Forspoken. I think it was oh, the first like twenty twenty three. That's great. Release. That's
1: fun. That was a good one to start off with. I bet that'll be right in about the eighth section of your top ten.
0: Um, I don't think it was the worst game I played this year. But I mean, maybe maybe we'll do this whole other conversation for another time. But like, let me look. Just like, was it the worst game I played this year? Um, it was not. No, you played Kong, the Kong game. Oh, I did. I did. Like yeah, that was that was like that was a bad game. For yeah. is like it's like not a good game, but it's, it's a, not game. a bad game.
1: It's a seven out of 10. It's a game that you
0: can play and and I can absolutely well, that's high. Um It's a 6 I, out of 10. Like, like a 5 or a 6. It's a game that if you can get if you like the, what it's about, then you'll like it, but not very good. See, P- Peter
1: Gray's video games were like, you know, a six and a five is like a decent score. Like the, the real like curve of video game journalism. Like you can't give something a five unless no. it's like literally shits on you. No.
0: Yeah, because like I would say like a. A six is, is sort of what I described about first spoken. Like you can have fun with this game. It's not going to blow you away versus a five. I would say is like this is not a very good game. It's not terrible, but that's where I would probably put first spoken personally. But like, I also do know that some people liked it. So that's my opinion. Thanks for hanging out with us on our soapbox hour. Um,
1: Hitbox soapbox. If you are
0: interested and joining our Discord wow. server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Null, Dave Parker, and GKS. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Today, I forget what we're talking about, Justin, but I'm excited. Numbers! Twi- numbers. It's riveting. Um, <laughs> and we did such a good job talking about yeah. our numbers, the numbers of, of Insomniac that I'm sure you're just uh head over heels to hear about it uh no it's it's actually interesting we're talking about like um uh games industry.biz presents the year in numbers 2023 uh just talking about like sales
1: and the number three
0: games the number in 2023 yeah right uh number 89 yeah, good number probably gonna come up yeah. um eight million four hundred fifty three is probably gonna come up very
1: specific you said that but yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it, it will. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> if 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 not, that's all good. You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxPod or, or uh, rate us on your podcast player of choice. That would um, do us just fine. Hey, if you're a, a book fan, um, Barnes and Noble. Not I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tell about the one that's in our area, but Barnes and Noble for the next few days, thirty three percent off hardcover books. It's a good that's a good deal right well, now. What
1: about soft cover books?
0: Full price, baby. Oh,
1: I'm but, intrigued. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so soft cover or full price? Correct. Hardcover are like free.
0: Thirty three percent off, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All, right. um, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that's a good deal. It's for the next like few days. So uh, if you're if you're into reading or trying to get into hardcover books, <laughs> that's that's the holidays. Hey thanks for hanging out with us we will catch you in uh, the new year this one goes out to all the believers they said we wouldn't make it through 2023 fuck them always remember old games that was me opening my water bottle our old clink cheers bye bye